Our guest today is Jan Jensen of Jan Jensen Art, and I'm going to have her introduce herself. Thank you so much. I am way excited to be here. And yes, I am Jan Jensen from Jan Jensen Artists. Um, my tagline is all things art, which is silly because nobody is all things art, but I'm having a great time. So tell us about yourself. Tell us about Jan Jensen Artist. Just a just quick intro. Quick intro. I uh, grew up raised by grandparents. That's a significant effect on my life. Grandparents who had grown up during uh, the de- who lived during the depression and were farmers. So big influence. I uh, was a musician. Taught music for thirty years. Vocal music. I loved it. So much fun. Uh, then did some work in fashion, and then migrated to the art world. Really fun. Yeah. And the trip from Nebraska, where I, where I grew up, happened because my husband was um, went to med school in Omaha, was looking for a residency, an internship, and it was in Kansas City, and there you go. So with Jan Jensen Artists, um, I want to give a chance to uh, do a shout out. Um, will you give us your social media channels, like where our audience can find you online? Yes, we've made this very easy. It's Jan Jensen Artists. There's an S on the end of it, but it's that's everything. It's my website. It's Instagram. It is Facebook. It's LinkedIn. Fabulous. Jan Jensen Artists. Okay. All right. So tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. You you guys ended up here um, with your husband looking for a um, internship, internship and, res- and residency. And residency. Yeah. So what were you doing during those long years? I was sleeping in the parking lot at KU Med. Oh wait, that doesn't <laughs> sound right. I was. So Tom was in um, doing a residency here, and I was teaching, mm-hmm. and we had one car. And for those people who know Kansas City, we I, I taught in uh, Blue Valley, Indian Creek, which is way way south. And we had, as I said, we had the one car. So Tom would, I would take Tom to work. I would up from South Kansas City to the med center, go back and teach, and then come back up to pick him up at night and was in the parking lot sleeping. It it was really interesting. I'm excited I'm alive. I'm just going to go with that. It was a (laughs) It was an odd time back in the day. But anyway, I did teach uh, vocal music middle school. Loved it. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. How did you get into your current role? Oh, such a story. So as I said, I was a music teacher. Did that for years. Loved it. Loved the kids. Uh, We would have the kids come over when they were eighth graders in the spring for dinner at our house. And everybody had to dress up and... One kid said, raised his hand and said, I know why I know why you have us dress up. It's so we behave better, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't born yesterday. That is why that is. Um, then after that, I, I and I quit teaching. Well, actually, then we had three kids and I was out for nine years. Mm-hmm. Went back and did it again, still loved it. But if, quit before I was vested mm-hmm. because my room had no windows in it. I'm sorry, no windows. And it's because 
the music rooms are typically close to the stages and the theater. And so they're in the back and they're, I, I mean, I, I got those Wally things. Remember those Wallys? Pasted them on the wall that was a window so I could pretend like there was a window. And the last couple of years, I would just get out of the room as often as I could to go outside. So, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. So I um, did that and then was contacted by a couple of fashion industries. And one was uh, Cabby Carol Anderson by invitation, which is a Carol was a, is a designer in California. And she had a direct sales business because she wanted her clients to be able to see all of her clothes. So that was really fun. And I realized doing that, that I was still teaching. I was teaching about fashion and color and all this sort of thing. And again, getting people together. So we'd have a show in the morning and one in the afternoon at my house. But the fun part for me was lunch when people got together Mm -hmm. between and chatted about lunch. So way fun. I eventually got tired of just having, oh, what woman has ever said this? I had too many clothes <laughs> in my house, in my closet. said, okay, enough of that. And then somebody said, well, why don't you do something with art? You always have original art in your homes. You always know who it was. You can talk about it. Why don't you do something with art? So, well, why not? So I started Jan Jensen Artists and had no idea what I was doing, not being a visual artist, had been in music and fashion, but not being a visual artist, and but found there were so many artists in Kansas City who just wanted somebody to see their work, just to be recognized as an artist. Mm-hmm. So that was that was how that thing all evolved. Came together? Came together. So at Jan Jensen Artists, you are um, an intermediary between the artists and Anybody who wants to have art in their home or, or office, correct? Right. Their business. Right. So tell me tell me about um, what you're creating with that, creating so, those spaces. So I'm thinking about why I first went into this business. It's because I would see, again, so many artists who didn't have their work out any place. And I'm thinking, well, why in Kansas City – with all the walls that are in homes and offices and buildings, and why are these artists not getting their work? Why don't people know? So I decided, I think there are three reasons why people don't want it. They just don't think about it. It's not in their culture. They just It's something they don't think about. So they go to, uh, there are places you can buy art mm-hmm. that is licensed work. And it's fine. Somebody has obviously created it, but you don't know who it is. You don't know the story. Mm-hmm. So there was that. Then the other thing that I found was that people think they don't know enough. They aren't smart enough. They feel like they will be um, judged on what they choose. And I had learned in the fashion world that all of our brains are wired to like different shapes and colors and lines. So it has nothing to do with being judgy because you like one piece and I like another. It's just that it's our brain. That's what we do. So to alleviate that fear. And then the third thing is um, it might cost too much. Is it in my budget? And I have 
we have sold things through Jan Jensen Artists anywhere from $25 to $10,000. Oh, wow. So there is something for Anybody. everyone. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. What do, you, what do you find the most rewarding about this? The most rewarding is finding an artist who doesn't know they're an artist. Okay. So just today we installed some photographs at, at, at a space here in town. And the, the artist is a neighbor. And we were just getting together for happy hour with a bunch of women and walked into her loft. And the wall is covered with these little mixed tiles of photos. Unbelievable photos. Well, she is one who travels all the time and has taken photos, and she just did it for fun. She knew she had thousands of them on her computer mm -hmm. and started having fun with them. And I was blown away because she has an eye. She knows how to do it. She gets colors. So I, I just said, you you are an artist. You should do this. No, I'm. she has since then really done a lot of study on how to do, I mean, to improve her skill. And she now says, I am an artist. And I can name a number of people who had, who now say I'm an artist. How cool is that? Isn't it funny how people feel like they have to have permission? Like oh you my have golly. to be validated by somebody else in order to call yourself an artist. Right. And, uh, you know, art is just composition and, and understanding and a message and connection. Oh, yesterday I was at an event where I uh, spoke, and, and the question that was asked of people as they introduced themselves was, uh, what do you think of when you think of art? And that was really fun because it did boil down to this idea of communicating, communi communicating in a way you can't do otherwise. And then get one of the gals who was speaking said and reminded us that art is everywhere. Someone has designed everything that's in your life and which is some kind of art. Absolutely. In fact, they had this, she quoted a statistic that said there are more occupations, jobs available for someone who is good at art than at any other industry. Yeah, and probably at any other point in time. There's so much that's true. It's changing right now that you you've got a lot of avenues open in realms that weren't even there before. Oh, I know it. Like product design and and then app design, exactly. and software and you know, furniture and all kinds what of What the stuff. inside of your car looks like. What yeah. yeah. And and we've been seeing like um just just in our own industry, uh, a lot of a an emphasis on that customer experience. And you really have to take a second and remember that that getting into the car is the is part of that experience. Oh my gosh, I hadn't thought of that. Oh yeah, it's like unboxing something. Right? Have you ever opened it? Like, what is it? What does it feel like to go through those layers and and reveal this thing that you're excited about? And so those design elements go into so many things that we just don't think about. Right? Really. And that's, that's one of the reasons I'm so excited to have you here today is because a lot of people, like you said, they don't, they need the permission right. to get to the art. And, and I see you in the community as a, as a connection for that. 
So I'd like to know, like, how, how are you contributing in, in that space for Kansas City? So, so here at KC Leaders, we want to talk about the, the, the people who are, who are bringing the greatness here to Kansas City. And I, I want to know how you bring it in your particular style. Hmm. I think I do it going back to that idea, this idea of bringing people together. Mm-hmm. It's just I think when you get people in a room looking at art, talking about art together, there it builds a connection not only with the artist but also with the other and, and the art piece, but with each other as you are looking at the art and what we see in it and what we what are possibilities? I also think art can bring us to interesting, tough conversations. I've heard you say this before. Yes, and um, one of our artists is paints is a historian, a black man who who paints history. Mm-hmm from the black viewpoint, black history, which isn't always seen. Mm -hmm. And um, so amazing. So we had him come to a meeting, uh, a networking meeting one time and talk about his work. And it it was so fun because it opened up so many conversations as to how we have no idea how the person who's sitting next to us grew up or lived or the experience that he had. I am way excited because the next, one of the next shows that we're doing at iWorks is we, we just finished one called Voices of Women. Mm-hmm. It's way, way, way fun. In a couple of weeks, we're putting up Voices of Men. And it Hi. is three very different viewpoints on life. One is an artist who is a photographer. Mm-hmm. But again, through the technology and this sort of thing, he can turn these photographs into unbelievable images and I am here to tell you that's art I don't care if it is in a photograph and if somebody has altered it in some way using some sort of technology they are stunning so he is doing a lot with Kansas City iconic places Mm -hmm. so that'll be that'll be great fun another artist who um, has been in and out of prison for years learned and practiced his skills while he was in prison couldn't get um, large canvases the guards would get him the paint but if he wanted to paint large pieces he would stretch t-shirts and paint on them to get them dry and stiff as though it were a canvas wow and paints unbelievable things that were when he took his work out the first first time he was out to the Art Institute, they said, oh, my gosh, you are a fifth-year art student. This is amazing stuff. Then he and he said, I can share this information. But when he then, instead of going on and doing that, he got back mixed in with the wrong crowd. And I did make a comment about learning curve to him. But uh, <laughs> you didn't figure that out very soon. But anyway, has gotten out and does beautiful work. So what what a perspective he brings Absolutely. to the art world and to just the conversation right. of, of people who, really? Then our, the third guy is from Baghdad. He was an engineer in Baghdad. He came here and now has an entirely different job. He was, during the, the um, COVID epidemic, 
he was depressed. So he just decided, I, I wonder if painting would help. He did all sorts of YouTube study. And, and again, his work is so amazing. So won't this be a fun conversation and opportunity when these three guys get together with all of us to chat about? Absolutely. When, when is the show? It, wouldn't it be fun if I could tell you for sure? <laughs> okay. Well, we will make sure to get Keep that an up eye there. Out. Yes, Keep an definitely. Eye out. Yes. So how how do you approach collaboration and fostering unity within um, within this field? I don't know if I am just lucky or there is a lot of unity and there is a lot of collaboration and there are a lot of artists that say there because Kansas, there are more artists per square foot in Kansas City than there are in I think any other city because That's wonderful. it is wonderful because of the Art Institute, the Nelson, uh, Hallmark, all of these things have drawn artists to our area. So there's plenty of there, there's plenty of space for all of us. And I think it's just like anything else. If you go in to a situation, I'm sure you have found this. You'll find people talk about an organization or a a person, and they'll say, "Well, that person's really tough to work with." And I'm thinking. Huh, I kind of like him, and I think it's <laughs> so. I think a lot of it has to do with how you approach mm-hmm. the situation and the group. What's your secret sauce? Smile, <laughs> laugh, humor, <laughs> crazy hair. I don't know. <laughs> Should be approachable. Yes. Just yeah. Put that hand out. And and people yeah and just well for me it was really easy because i came from a world and i was not an artist mm-hmm. so it was so easy for me to say hey this is what i think would be fun to do and i think i so i'm no threat yeah. not a threat to anybody yeah it's just how could we share and how can i help get this these words out about these people well i mean from what i've seen you've been an asset to a lot of people and it's been fun yeah that's that's amazing um i've i've seen some of the artists you've you've showcase come through and and yeah it's like what you said about the the conversations i think that's one of the i think that's one of the things that people aren't necessarily expecting which is for me kind of one of those things that's so exciting cuz how many opportunities do we have to have conversations like that that would otherwise be kind of tough exactly or clo- behind closed doors right. or you know inaccessible in, right. in some way so um, what um, what unique opportunities or challenges do you see coming down the, the track for Kansas City in the next couple of years? Oh, for the next couple. I am so excited. Can I tell you about the streetcar? That, <laughs> yeah. You know, let's, let's talk about the little things. I love that. I live uh, in the crossroads. or Tom and I have an, uh, a loft there. And that has just been such fun. And we also have had this loft for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So... To have watched, you are somewhat new to Kansas City, but to have watched this area over the past 20 years grow. I remember when we first, um, where, where I was going to move down there and Tom was doing some other, you know, work other places. And one of my son's friends said, are, are you going to let her move down to that part of town? And of course, Michael said, let, what do you, what do you? I have no control over what <laughs> she does. But so it's been fun. The Kaufman Center went up since then. All those hotels, all those uh, apartments have gone up. So it's fun to see the growth. Yeah. So And for other positive things, I just think our city is 
being put in the spotlight in so many areas, mm-hmm. you know, the sports and all kinds of sports. Well, Royals. Um, but sorry, that just slipped out. You can cut that out. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> the sports music is, I mean, world class, the Kaufman Center, arts, theater. We are a big theater. To, and now film. I just think all of that is so exciting for Kansas City. Challenges, oh my golly, the same, you know, it's the same, sorry to say, the same ones that we always have. We have neighborhoods that are safe, neighborhoods that aren't school systems that are great, school systems that are not people who are. Another thing that's not only Kansas City, but I'm thinking about mental health issues. You know how sometimes it's the the um, universe will just plop some things down on you all at the same time? Mm-hmm. So one day I was uh, reading a Facebook post from a friend who has been taking care of her mom who was came on, on her doorstep homeless and mentally ill mm-hmm. and has been caring for her for the past few years. And what a challenge that is and how hard it is to get help and how this, the state of mental health in our two states and city is scary same time a friend is talking about her kids who are neurodivergent Mm -hmm. and have some issues yeah and how you can't get anything done on insurance Mm -hmm. it's all it's and then at that very same afternoon i'm going to a space an art space owned by some friends who are transgender who also then understand the whole mental health issues and that whole world. So we were having a really fun time talking about how to combine all these things and maybe come up uniting these different people who are interested in doing something with mental health. Because I know the one who was caring for her mother just said, I just want people to know. I just want people, the average person, to know what is lacking. Yeah. And how can we make... So it was fun. We were coming up with some art projects and some music kinds of things. So I imagine that's... Um, you can find yourself in kind of a lonely position where right. you feel like you're, you're, you know, you're, you're doing these activities and these things and kind of climbing a hill and, and yet you still have to maintain like nothing else is going on in your life. So when somebody can acknowledge that and, and see it, it, it's a little less... Lonely is a little less stressful. I, I feel like you have the most interesting conversations, you know. I feel like you don't aren't afraid to have conversations. No, some people tell me I should be more quiet. <laughs> Stop talking, Jan. Uh, yeah, no. It is, yeah. It, I have met just the most interesting people, yes. Very, okay. very fortunate. What's one initiative that you're particularly proud of? I love... And this is funny because I happen to be wearing the Parade of Hearts T-shirt, but I love the Parade of Hearts. And I was fortunate to be involved in it from the the, the beginning um, and kind of knew where the energy was from and what the goal was and so many things. But what I loved about it was for one time, the whole city was involved in art. It's 
you know, we all get excited when the Chiefs do well. We yep. all get excited when something citywide happens. But this was, we're all excited about this this art. And, yeah, so I am really proud of, of people. And, you know, when you think about people who inspired me, um, Jen Nussbeck and Mary Wooldridge were, the, were two women who were just in part of in charge of kind of the logistics of who do we who do we choose to do the design who who, yeah. who are going to who's going to judge that yeah. How, who are we going to get in charge of putting the hearts where they should be how do so much fun stuff and do the positions change every year yes so the, the first year there were about 150 uh -huh. hearts and there were about 700 entries I know, so fun. Wow, so fun, and they were placed all over, all over the city. Mm -hmm. So then we were chatting about ways uh, that you could see all of them. Is that a possibility? You know, just brainstorming. So then this year, they did I think forty hearts, mm -hmm. and f because I got to tell you, the hundred and fifty is a That's enormous, a yeah, enormous undertaking. Involves so many. So many things. People apply to get a heart in their space. Oh, I mean, okay. the, yeah. And how do we get them there? But the thing that's interesting about this year is that they wanted the forty to be originally in places where the people would see them coming in for the draft. And while they didn't want to be in the footprint of the draft because that's would not have worked, but mm -hmm. coming in from the airport, if you're downtown. Yep. Yep. Eating. Yes, and and places that people would be who were at the draft, so they were pretty centralized. Then after the draft, they were moved out in the city, mm -hmm. other places, and then finally they're moved now to the Royal Stadium, so that people, I think, for about a month, they're going to be there, and then people can see them all. Yeah, definitely very cool. I we were. Um, um, dropping somebody off at the airport the other day, and I, and I caught it going in. Like, I found myself going, "Oh, there's a heart!" And I'm like, "Is this what everyone does?" Or um, it's is just me. what <laughs> everyone does? That's what makes it so fun. That's cool, and That's it's so art. Cool. It's art. Okay. Um, so, what's an actionable idea or piece of advice that um, you'd like to share with our listeners? I would say. Find, this sounds so cliche, find something that you're passionate about. That I remember we told our kids, you, when you get it, we find a job that's not a job, that is something you love, that you're passionate about and you can get up and go to every morning. Um, and what brought this to me was, I was first a musician and then always interested in design and now art. And so I said to my husband, who is, who sang in choir and has that, those experiences, but I said, what do you do? What in your life makes you think your heart is going to explode? Like mine does if I'm listening to music that is, you know, makes you want to cry. It is so beautiful. Blanking opening song. There. Every time. Everybody has every, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I said, Tom, where do you, what do you do? He said, I go out in the meadow. He raised horses and watched the foals run across the field. As I'm telling you this, chills are running down my back because every, I know 
everybody needs to find that thing, whatever it be. I was chatting with our CPA one time, and I got to tell you, numbers, I'm sorry, do not do it for me. But he was so, I asked him to explain something. I mean, his eyes lit up, and he was so excited about these numbers and what they did. And I thought, oh my gosh, everybody needs to spend some time every day doing something that fills their soul and that they are passionate about. And find your people who, find your tribe. Yeah. Find, because there are others out there who... They, they get you. They <laughs> get you. And it's in every field. It's in the equine world it's in the cpa world it's in the art world it's you know what it's it's in the marketing world Mm -hmm. there are people that just yeah are as passionate as we are how do you stay informed and connected and engaged with the kansas city community you're out and about in the middle of it so what's your process for it do you have a process for it (laughs) you know me well enough to know there is not always a process (laughs) Right. Um, I just think just just awareness. Be do a lot of networking. Do a lot of hanging out with friends and people. Um, Facebook, newspapers. Just yeah, I get very frustrated with people who say there's nothing to do in Kansas City. What would you suggest to them? I would say, open your eyes and look around, which is not. Obviously, the just get in touch with uh, Visit KC, those organizations that are... Oh, and I know what else. I have just recently learned about interurban urban hikes. Okay. Tell uh, me about her. Yeah, tell me about Oh, them. my golly. Because uh, you, you did Pena, something with them, yes, right? Lisa Pena has started this company called Urban Hikes, and she... she's an avid hiker, loves to travel, all this sort of thing, so she... She takes people on hikes throughout the city and teaches them things that we didn't know about. So the other night, we went on one that was that she had kind of done um, uniquely for for us, which was fun. But it was five miles. We started in the River Market area, and those of those people who remember the seventies when it was the River Key, and it was we didn't go down there because there were bombings and the mafia was there and I, it was, it was an exciting time. And, um, so she knew all of that history and could point out things that had gone on and places you can go out on a bridge or, and look over the Missouri river and had no idea in the process. We stopped occasionally for food and, um, appetizers and an occasional, Drink. Libation. Libation. Uh, I like that. <laughs> Libation. But we also ended up on a stairway that went up from Cesar Chavez Avenue. 150 steps. Look at this body. 150 <laughs> steps. I made it at the end of the five miles. But to a lookout where you can look out and see all of Kansas City. Who We've lived here for wow. 40 years. And even though... We started out raising our kids in Olathe because Tom was in this, worked in the Olathe Hospital, and we felt like you live where you, mm-hmm. where your patrons are. But our kids were always the ones who knew. I mean, we went into the city mm-hmm. all the time, and so our kids were the ones who could drive in from Olathe because they knew where to go. So we've been active in the city for a long time. I it, it is so much fun 
urban hikes. And another thing that's fun about her, I always am impressed with people who don't know everything and who are willing to learn. And to go on a hike with her is such fun because she has all this information. And then she'll say, well, what does anybody else know about this? What can we add? And and there are more stories. So, yeah, there's another opportunity there for that collaboration. Right. And- so I'm sensing a trend here, Jan. Really? You probably. Oh. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I have heard that before. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, so I do have to ask, um, best barbecue in Kansas City? Oh, my golly. We, so the perfect would be to go from place to place. Here you get the beans. Here you get the slaw. Here you get the... Mm-mm. I like this. But um, the newest one that we have discovered that's really fun is Slaps, which okay. has been around... For a long time, but that's one of the neighborhood ones, right? It's up in Kansas City, Kansas. Yes, yeah, love it. Okay, I've heard good things about it. Yeah, it is way fun. You have to go at a certain times a day unless you want to wait a long time, but it's you know, it's worth totally worth it. That's totally your worth it. Yeah, of choice. Yep, okay. What do you love most about Kansas City? I love the people and this kind of Midwestern. Willingness to connect, willingness to visit, willingness to to share. So it's, you know, that thing, it's the best little biggest city or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, because you just run into people who are friendly and uh, just open. And it's fun because when you when people come here from other places, that's the thing they say is, oh, my gosh, everybody is so friendly. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. I've, I've said it myself, and being newer up here, right. I've gotten the chance to connect with a few people who are also new up here, and everybody's just so nice. Like, you sound like you're surprised when you I know, I just realized I sound surprised when I say that out loud, but that, I think that's got to stand for something yeah, in 2023, you right. know? Um, what makes it stand out from other cities? Is that unusual? Just that openness? I'm going to go back to that attitude thing and okay. who you are. But, yes, I do think that it is that Midwestern kind of openness. Uh, a lot of us have come from other places, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of that melting pot mm-hmm. kind of thing. I love it. I love it. How long have you been here? Forty years. Forty-two. Forty years. Okay. Long time. You do love it. It is home. Let's talk about the future of Kansas City. What role do you hope to play in that future? I hope to be alive. Okay. <laughs> and um, That's a good baseline. It is a baseline. <laughs> there comes a point in your life when, hey, if I get up tomorrow and can keep doing what I'm doing, it will be fun. I just want to keep I, – I just want to keep being aware of the joys of Kansas City, yeah. how much good stuff is going on and being able to um, share that with other people or, or help them be aware it sounds like you're doing that. I hope facilitating so. Facilitating all these connections and, and putting people in spaces where they can resonate, you know, with others. That's a big part of it. It's so fun. It is so fun. What suggestions would you have for somebody who wanted to make a difference or be involved in, in contributing to Kansas City? I would say, again, and I, I'm sounding like a stuck record, but... Do some research. Do, you do your due diligence. Find it. 
first of all, figure out what your passion is, what you want to do. And then just look, because there are so many organizations that do the same thing that you do or can head you in the right direction. I'm always surprised when people say, well, I didn't know that. Well, huh, that's interesting. For instance, in the art world, there's Kansas City Art Institute. There's uh, Kansas City Artists Coalition. There are just so many arts cases, so many organizations, and it's the same in any other industry or any other entertainment field. Just go out and look for them. Don't, you can't just sit at home and wait for it to happen and wait for people to come to you. You have to figure out what your passion is, research it, and get out there and do it. Go out and meet it head on. Yep. Okay. Um, speaking of meeting it head on, how can our listeners get involved in your initiatives? Ooh, um, well, I've got to stick with the art thing because that's what I love. Mm -hmm. Again, be aware of the parade of hearts that's going on um, and enter the parade of hearts. Submit a design. Everybody, I mean, some of the designs that, that won or that were accepted last year mm -hmm. were done by grade school kids, by uh, people that hadn't ever done art before. That is way fun. And just be aware of what's going on in your community and and go attend the art openings. Go attend uh, First Friday is always great fun. It's a, a chance to just see kind of what's available. And, and one of the things that there are a group of us who are starting a, uh, a group called All Things, All Things Art. And it's to introduce people who maybe don't know a lot about the arts. All of them. Mm -hmm. For instance, one of the things we will do is meet down in the um, freight house area mm -hmm. because people who come in from out of the city, don't they don't know where to park and they say, I don't know where to go. I don't know what artists I want to see. So we'll meet at one of those places for a little appetizer. You can leave your car there. You're parked and we'll, hey, it's kind of like I'm doing an urban hike, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that sounds art, like it. An art, art hike. And um, go to specific places where the artists will be with some kind of different and just an opportunity to try it. Um, we're going to have an opportunity. Have you ever been to an opera? And, and people go, well, we were talking about that the other night. I know it. Oh, that's right. You're in the group. I remember it now. No, we were. Um, my husband and I were talking about it, how. Uh, so few people. We were talking about musicals. We right. went and saw uh, Legally Blonde at the Starlight. Yeah. Exactly. And we we're like, how many people really see operas anymore? Oh, they are so break your heart. And of course, Tom, my husband, goes, yeah, but everybody dies at the end. It's always sad. But they don't always die at the end. It's the drama. It's the drama. And it is <laughs> life heightened. And, uh, you know, maybe they even thought about going mm -hmm. at one time. And just if there was an opportunity, hey, let's get a group together and just dress up and or not you can go to the opera in your shorts and t-shirt if you want to it doesn't matter but yeah find those opportunities and do that sort of thing go out and carpe diem yep okay for sure so jan if i wanted to get a group of people together and have somebody take us around for some snacks and on location art sites are you the person for me to call? yes all right for sure it's going to be way fun jan's art walk okay all right well then I do want to thank you for being on the show. <laughs> Still. <laughs> thank you for coming in, Jan. <laughs> My pleasure. I always love chatting with you. Wonderful to talk to you, too. Thank you for listening to the KC Leaders Podcast. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen. 
For more information about this podcast, you can visit caseyleaderspodcast.com. And don't forget to check out our other great podcasts like The Buck Stops Here, streaming now on all major platforms and at thebuckstopsherepodcast.com.